Jenny Cutler. She's a registered dietitian with Mettler Center this morning. Jenny, good morning. Good morning. And today we are going to talk about something probably nobody's heard of, but you kind of do it anyway, I guess. Right. Intuitive yeah. eating. Mm-hmm. What is intuitive eating? Let's just break that down. No, that's great. I'd love to talk about this because, like you said, it's not mainstream, but it's definitely something that's worth talking about. Um, so intuitive eating is a non-diet approach that was um, basically, it all started in uh, back in 1995 by two dietitians who wrote a book called Intuitive Eating. And it's a concept that I use with clients um, now that um, it's comprised of 10 principles that kind of guide the reader or the client to become more in tune with their bodies natural hunger and fullness cues. So it's kind of getting back to, like you said, something that we all have. It's all something we're born with, that innate ability to listen to our body and um, to eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. Um, But the problem is that we lose sight of that through dieting. And so we start to rely on external forces and um, ideas or concepts from diets mm-hmm. that tell us, you know, what to eat, how much to eat. And so we we start to listen to things other than our body. And right. so it's getting back to that. Mm-hmm. So you, you had mentioned that there are principles involved. What are those principles? Yes, there? There, there's 10 principles. Um, so to kind of run through those briefly, the first one is to reject the diet mentality. And so this is a biggie, and it's often one that clients might feel they stay on for a little while because mm-hmm. we are inundated with diet culture. And, um, you know, when you walk out the door or pull up your Facebook account, you know, everybody's (laughs) talking about their their new diet that they're doing or the next best thing. And so it's hard to feel confident, you know, with Mm. this rejection that we're trying to make towards diets. But it's important to realize that dieting is not sustainable and that we need to stop believing that, you know, society, uh, the messages that they're putting out there, that these quick fix plans are, are the answer. And um, so that's the first the first principle. Well, s- sometimes with a diet, you know, it takes like, uh, you know, maybe doing a whole 30 or something, you know, it's a 30 day. You kind of change your habits a little bit. You know, it's it's hard to sustain that after that 30 days. I mean, you may change some things here and there, mm-hmm. like maybe you don't have to put sugar in your coffee anymore, but there are other, you can't sustain the whole thing. With doing this, you can sustain this. Correct. Mm. Yes. And, and you know, I, I don't, I'm not knocking other diets. Sure. I think that, um, you know, there's a place for, for many diets in people's lives. Um, I'm not an advocate for them. And so I'm not, you know, knocking anybody who's trying a diet. I think that if anybody's trying to better their health, that's what I'm encouraging of. But I think it is important to understand why someone is trying out these diets. And a lot of times it's for weight loss. Mm. And so that's something, unfortunately, that we can't control. Um, We can't control our weight. And to do so, if we are trying to control our weight, it's in a manner that's not sustainable over time. And likely um, you will regain that weight and possibly then some. Mm -hmm. So what we can control is our habits. And so like you had mentioned, some of those habits that you form through Whole30 and things like that, um, they can be really positive changes, but you want to make sure you do so in a manner that's sustainable okay. and that it's not just a total diet overhaul that you um, feel those feelings of restriction 
and um, rigidity that then makes us tend to um, kind of overcompensate or overeat because we feel very um, tightly wound to that diet. What's the second principle? So the second one is to honor your hunger. And this is important because it helps to keep us from feeling that urge to just overeat and overcompensate for feeling hungry. So sometimes with when we're on diets, we eat a certain amount because that's what the diet tells us to do. And so we truly are biologically hungry. With intuitive eating, we honor our hunger and eat when we actually are hungry. Mm-hmm. And so it's it seems so simple, but when when we diet for so long, we almost feel bad when we eat when we're hungry. Sure. And so this just kind of reminds us we need to be fed and adequately nourished um, in order to approach meals in a sensible way. Mm-hmm. So the third one then is to make peace with food. And that's kind of a hand in hand with honoring our hunger. We can't honor our hunger if we aren't open to all foods. And so this just basically... Um, is getting to the point where you trust your body, you trust your hunger and fullness cues, and that you've opened yourself up to all foods. So kind of uh, throwing away those labels that we've created from dieting about good, bad, off limits, all that kind of stuff towards food, and just giving yourself permission to have all foods. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you will find that you're, you know, because it's kind of scary to just be able to have all foods. Sometimes (laughs) clients are like, I can eat only cake. Um, And that, you know, of course, you know, that's if that sounds good, you can definitely eat cake. But I think the more that you start to develop a healthy relationship with food and with your body, you're going to turn to foods that make your body feel good. Mm -hmm. And so less will you find yourself turning towards chocolate cake you know, all, all times of the day, right. you might just do it when it actually sounds good and that your body, you know, is asking for it. Mm-hmm. All right. What's uh, number four? So the fourth one is to challenge the food police. Um, and this one is hard to do as well, but it's pretty much a critical step in intuitive eating. This is basically just those voices in our head telling us those rules and restrictions that we're supposed to be abiding by from diets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of those past rules that we've set up from past diets uh, kind of resurface from time to time, but it's best to just trust the process of intuitive eating um, and to keep moving forward on that path and kind of reject any type of those rules that pop up from past diets. Talking with Jenny Cutler with the Mettler Center, registered dietitian, intuitive eating. What's uh I think we're at uh, number five now. Yeah. So the next one is respecting your fullness. And so this one is where you listen to those body signals um, telling us when we've had enough. So a lot of this comes down to uh, being mindful during our meals and just really uh, being in tune to how food tastes and how we're feeling before, during, and after our meal in terms of that hunger and fullness scale. And so when I work with clients, we we talk a lot about that and practice. Um, That's a big part of it is just practicing listening to your body and stopping when you have a sensible amount of fullness um, so that you are comfortable mm-hmm. and not getting to the point of just, you know, getting uncomfortably full. Yeah, but it tastes so good. So let's just keep going. And then <laughs> right, right. a little while you're like, oh boy. <laughs> but, you know, I think the more that we're in tune with our food, you can feel that satisfaction um, of the food a little bit quicker mm-hmm. than if you're eating pretty fast, mindlessly, um, and you're not picking up on wh- how the food actually tastes and how much satisfaction you're getting out of it. And so before you know it, you've eaten more than what you intended, and then you feel pretty lousy. Mm -hmm. But if you start from square one, really thinking about how much you're eating and how your body feels, you're going to probably find it takes a little less to hit that satisfaction factor. Okay. So that brings us to discovering the satisfaction factor with the sixth principle. Um, And so again, you know, it, it, it comes back to that mindfulness, really tuning in, finding, uh, you know, how hungry you are when you're entering that meal 
and throughout it, um, how long it takes to get to that fullness. And again, I think that you'll find as you really tune into those feelings, you'll notice that it takes a little less food to get to the, that end goal of that healthy, um, comfortable fullness. Okay. And then the seventh principle is to honor your feelings without using food. So we work on ways to really nurture yourself, find that inner caregiver, um, and really uh, maybe resolve some issues that you have going on that we often use food to find comfort with. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to think that there's anything wrong with, you know, uh, comforting ourselves with food because it's definitely an enjoyable thing to eat. I think it's whenever we aren't addressing the deeper problems that we are maybe covering up with food, mm -hmm. that's when it becomes a problem. Okay. So we, we work on ways to, you know, again, nurture ourselves and give ourselves comfort outside of just with food. Okay. Um, respecting your body is the eighth principle. So it's hard to reject the diet mentality, which was the first principle, if we're unrealistic and overly critical about the way we want our body to look or our weight. Mm -hmm. So weight almost has to kind of be put on the back burner. I know it's always going to be on our mind, unfortunately, because of how much we're inundated with the idea of weight and weight loss, but it has to be bottom priority in order for us to move forward in the intuitive eating process. Okay. Uh, the ninth one is to exercise and feel the difference. So with this, it's basically using exercise as a, a means of joyful movement, feeling good versus as a compensation for what we eat mm -hmm. to burn calories sure. and things like that. And then the 10th one is to honor your health through gentle nutrition. And so, you know, it's funny because uh, as a dietitian, nutrition is a really big part of my life. And this is actually the last principle. And so uh, it, it is it is that way for a reason, though. Uh, it has to come last because when we start thinking about certain nutrition components of food, diet mentality comes back. And with that being number one principle that we need to reject that mentality, um, it's important that we focus on these other more important principles first and feel good about them. And then we can start talking about nutrition if we were to happen to have like, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or something that did warrant a slight adjustment in our nutrition needs. Jenny Cutler, registered dietitian, talking about intuitive eating today. And, uh, you know, the these principles, you know, it's there's a lot to it, but it kind of just sounds it's it's just a little bit common sense listening to what your body is telling you. Because, you know, talk with, you know, the physical therapist from Mettler Center, too. You know, something's hurting. Well, something's not right. Let's go have it checked out. Your body is saying, I really need something sweet or I really need something vegetable or something like that. It's really just kind of getting in tune of, as to your body will tell you what's, what it needs and what it wants. That's exactly what it is. Mm. And I think that, you know, again, through dieting, we turn those those uh, things off. We turn off what our body's truly asking for. Um, but intuitive eating is not a diet. So it helps us to have more freedom with foods. We break those labels that we've created with food and we just feel more freedom towards those the food choices that we have. And again, I think that we more commonly find that some of those foods with more nu nu nutritional value or healthier, quote unquote, healthier foods um, make us feel good. And so we've, again, developed such a healthy relationship with our body. We want it to feel good. So we'll turn more often to those foods. And then we know that those other, uh, I call them, you know, play foods or fun foods sure. are not off limits. And so they're they're a little less um 
I, I guess the word like craveable whenever you know you can have them at any time. Right. If somebody, you know, has questions about this, maybe this is something that has piqued their interest or, you know, they're they're looking, you know, maybe all the fad diets haven't worked for them. You know, and maybe this is something where they're kind of listening and say, oh, it's not so regimented or I'm not counting calories or points or anything like that. Somebody wants to come in, Mettler Center, talk to you. How do we do we just come in, uh, phone call? How, do, how would we do that? Yeah. And you, you mentioned a really good point. I, I love uh, how you had mentioned someone has tried everything and they kind of right. feel like they're at their last their last wit's end. And um, there's you know, there's no perfect client, but that's a oh, great sure. client to have because mm-hmm. they have seen it all and they know that, you know, diets don't work and the diet will fail you in some way. And so intuitive eating is kind of the answer that they're always looking for. And so, um, yeah, I help clients kind of break free of those rules and restrictions that they've set um, through diets. And so they can they can call. By um, they can call Mettler Center, mm-hmm. or they can stop by and uh, schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, is the website probably a good place too? MettlerCenter.com. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, they can learn more about me and all of our uh, packages and services. And um, so, MettlerCenter.com is definitely a place to check out. One thing you had mentioned was that the the diet failed them. Is that something you hear a lot? That do you fail the diet, or does the diet fail you, or does it go hand in hand? <laughs> you know. It, it, the diet definitely fails you. It okay. de- I feel it does not go hand in hand because, you know, a lot of times when we think about our dieting experience, we blame our willpower. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the willpower to sustain it or it was just too hard because life got in the way. But truly, your your body and your brain are working together to prevent you from maintaining that diet. And they are trying to kind of put you in that survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the diet was set up in a way that was not conducive for your body. It just, uh, it had too many components that put you kind of in a dangerous state. And so um, your body has a certain set point weight that it wants you to maintain at. But if it starts seeing that you're creating behaviors that's taking you outside of that set point weight, then it will start to uh, work these mechanisms to increase your appetite, to uh, increase your cravings, and also slow down your metabolism so that you require less food. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to understand that dieting kind of puts you at a risky place, but your body is only trying to uh, you know, save you, basically. Mm-hmm. Jenny Cutler, registered dietitian with the Mettler Center, talking about intuitive eating this morning. You can find out more at MettlerCenter.com. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you.